Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Florida Gardening. Now your host, Mark Govan. Sticking to my shoes. Now I look at my front porch at this panoramic view. I can sit and watch the fields fill up with rays of golden sun. Or watch the moon lay on the fences like that's where it was hung. My blessings are in front of me. It's not about the land. I'll never beat the view from my front porch looking in. There's a carrot top that can barely walk with a sippy cup of milk. A little blue-eyed blonde with shoes all wrong Cause she likes to dress herself And the most beautiful girl Holding both of them Yeah, the view I love the most Is my front porch looking in You are listening to Florida Gardening. Welcome to hour number two. If you've got a question for me this morning, here's my phone numbers. Uh, great time to get in. In fact, right now, Hillsborough County 990-9352. If you're over in Pinellas County, just dial up 461-9352 or toll-free 1-800-969-9352. Hey, I had a question about a lot of uh, uh, different plants that people, uh, what can I grow this time of year? Well, <laughs> you're not limited. You, you just have to pick the right plants uh, to put in. Uh, some of the things that people like to grow are the cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes, not the great big tomatoes that you might like for the table and making the old uh, BLT sandwiches or something like that, but the, the little cherry tomatoes, sweet 100s, cherry 1000s. Uh, those do very, very well this time of year. Also, sweet potatoes. If you haven't been growing out your sweet potatoes, this is just a great time uh, to get those sweet potatoes growing and get them into the ground. Uh, sweet potatoes love the heat. Uh, just uh, You just got to prepare it, make some nice mounds for them. And if you've never started a sweet potato before, just go to the, go to the store and pick yourself out a potato and uh, put a couple of toothpicks in it, throw it in some water. And as those little sprouts uh, jump up out of the potato in about two or three weeks, uh, you just take the you just break those little sprouts off right at the potato itself and uh, put those right in a plant uh, planting soil and, and start your plants and then get them into the ground. Some people put them right into the ground. They grow so easy. So uh, <laughs> you know it, it is definitely time uh, to go ahead and get your uh, uh, summer vegetables uh, growing. Uh, Oh, geez. Let me get right to the call here. I got Diana in Oldsmar. Let's get it right to her. Diana, good morning. Hi, Mark. I Hi. love your show. I've oh, been listening to it for years. I have a, a problem at a place where I'm taking care of their plants inside the inside of their house. All righty. And the leaves start turning, and they're different kinds of plants. 
um, the leaves start turning brown at the tips, and then the brown goes up along the side of the leaves. And and I'm not quite sure if it's um, – I just started taking care of them not too long ago. So I don't know if it's water, not getting enough water or not enough light or not enough food or what. Okay. Uh, a and, lot and, of... I, and I, what I was doing was just trimming the leaves – trimming the brown off and trying to make them still look like leaves um, sure. in the meantime. I've and I've seen <laughs> I've actually seen a lot of people do that. Uh they'll they'll prune off those those brown leaves. Uh you know what that is is uh, a lot of times when we plant uh when we have house plants. Uh they're in a confined space meaning the pot itself. And even though they fertilize them okay, uh, one of the things that uh, over time, the salt from the fertilizers will build up inside that pot. And the way the plant uh, metabolizes that or tries to get rid of that salt is it pushes it to the tip of the leaf. And the tip of the leaf turns brown and dies. Oh. Okay. So uh, what I tell most people to go ahead and do is to take those plants outside and flush them you know push the water through the plant to kind of rinse out that root system to get rid of a lot of those salts that have been building up over time in the individual containers okay so that's the easy way uh to get rid of those salts you know you 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 water it you let the water drain out you water it again you let the water drain out do it a third time and after that you're you're you can take the plant back in now there's one more thing on that uh diana is that sometimes also because the root system has been in that pot for so long it may be time also to step that plant up to the next size container something that's a little maybe a couple inches bigger uh on either side to allow that root system to continue to grow as well Um, can you, can I, you can't trim the roots back, can Well, you? on certain plants, you absolutely can. You can actually pull those plants out of the, some of the containers. And then uh, if the root system looks just like the container when you pull it out, and you know what I'm talking about, yes, pot-bound yes. container. Uh, what some <laughs> we all have <laughs> uh what what a lot of people will do because they like that container they paid a lot of money for that and they just want to put it back in that container uh they can you can take a a, uh, a knife or something else and just cut back those roots the bottom you cut off the bottom uh you know about an inch off the bottom and then you cut back on the sides and then you get new potting soil and you put some new potting soil on the bottom and then new uh, potting soil on the side, and you kind of push it down with your finger, uh, and then water it in, and do you know add a little bit more, and uh, that allows the plant to rejuvenate itself as well. Great! I really appreciate your help. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you. Take care. Uh, take care. Bye bye. Yeah, as our plants get uh, uh, root bound, that's that's something that happens all the time. Uh, uh, root bound plants uh, and uh, or plants that have just been left in a container over a period of time where those fertilizers, the salts from the fertilizer actually build up uh, and they, they make those tips of the leaves brown. So uh, Andy in Tampa, let's get to you. Andy, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Andy. I have a question, uh, I have a question about uh, fertilizing for outdoor landscaping. Sure. 
I've got a I've got a gardenia tree, uh, black lily, malliope, uh, some potents. Uh, how often should I be fertilizing them? Uh, once a year, twice a year. Oh no, uh, much much more than that. If these are out in the landscape, Andy. Uh, and these are flowering uh, plants, the best fertilizer to go ahead and put down is an 8-10-10 fertilizer. An 8-10-10. Now, it could be a 10-10-10. I just I like an 8-10-10. But a 10-10-10 or 8-10-10, which is available at just about any garden center. Uh, but sure. the, the key here is uh, to fertilize much more regularly and I'm talking every two months with light applications. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, one of the plants that you you mentioned, uh, the gardenia plant. Uh, gardenias not only need the fertilizer, but the gardenias also need uh, what we call chelated iron. Chelated iron sprayed over the top of the plant. And that helps to give it that nice green color versus the yellowing color that most of our gardenias planted in, in our regular soils uh, will get because our soils pH here in Florida, in central Florida, are, are too high. Uh, gardenias like to be anywhere from uh, uh, 4.5 to 5.5, and most of our soils are 6.5 or better. Did you say that's something that I spray on the plant? Yes, that would be something that you would spray on the plant Uh the reason being, let's say you put iron around your gardenias to green them up, uh, like a granule uh, form of iron, or you use a, a fertilizer that has iron in it. The problem with pH is the pH ties up the iron and does not allow the plant to pull that iron into the into the plant itself. However, we bypass the root system by using a liquid chelated iron spray and we spray that over the plant itself on the leaves actually the leaves themselves and the leaves absorb that iron directly bypassing the root system and greening up the plant how often do i do that you can do that uh uh at least every two to three months on the gardenia the rest of the plants that you mentioned should be okay with the standard uh every couple month uh fertilizing of those plants now, if I'm using the 8-10-10 or 10-10-10, should I go with less than the rate of application shown on the packaging? Well, I like to I'm give a... every two months? Yeah, what I like to do is I, I, I have like a rule of thumb that I, I have told people for years, and it's four to five pounds per every hundred square feet of plant material. Okay. Okay, and you can do that every two to three months down here. Remember, we've got sandy soil. So the nutrients flush through those soils very, very quickly. And you have to replace those nutrients by additional applications of fertilizer. Right. All right? Sounds good. Thank you so much. You are welcome, Andy. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay, bye. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see here. I got time. I'm going to get George in here, too. Uh, George in Sarasota. Good morning, George. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I have a, a very simple question on tomato plants. Sure. I, I bought uh, two from a store, and oh. I have grown eight from seed. Okay. They, they all have buds on them, but no fruit at this time. Are these the uh, big tomatoes, like the Celebrity yes, or Beefsteak, Better Rome, Boy? 
Jerome Tomatoes and the Big Boys, they're called. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I, I use fertilizer on them, uh, Miracle Grow, and I started them from seed. But I don't know if they have to be pollinized or not. Uh, the problem with growing the large, uh, the beefsteak, celebrity, the better boy, bigger boy, all those right. types of tomatoes uh, will not uh, fruit for you this time of year. Uh, the temperatures oh. are too hot. Uh. And what happens is you're, you're going to start noticing a uh, very small leaves at the top of your plant, probably, is yeah. what you're seeing. Right. And they, and even though you might see an occasional flower poke out, uh, it's 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 the end of time for them. <laughs> the, oh, those you got to plant in the fall. This time of year, you can still get your t- cherry tomatoes growing, but the uh-huh. big ones, no, the romas, no, they're they're not going to do well for you this time of year. I started them from seed, and that was back in April. Oh my gosh! See, you you should have had those started in in uh, uh, probably the middle part of February or early February from seed oh, to put out yeah. in April. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just too saying, darn hot. Too darn hot for them. Yeah, even for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and both of us. So I would I would recommend. Uh, that, uh, you know, if, if you want to, if, if you've grown these from seed and you still have the plants and you plan on putting them outside, you're going to have to get them out of the sun. You, morning sun is all you're going to be able to get. And I don't know if you're going to be successful or not with those bigger uh, ones this time of year. If I were to start in the fall from seed, when should I start? Well, our, our next major planting uh, for uh, your uh, bigger tomato crops, uh, you should probably start putting those in uh, right around uh, September. Okay. Yeah, September, uh, even into October, okay, because uh-huh. that's as, as as we are cooling back down, yes. Okay. Another question. Sure. I'm growing these in my pool cage. Yeah. Is that Okay. Well, that's fine, and a lot of yeah. people think you won't get the bugs inside the pool cage like you did outside. <laughs> right. Let me right. be the first yeah. to tell you. <laughs> bugs are everywhere, <laughs> and you still got to monitor those plants, whether they're inside the pool cage or outside. <laughs> yeah, I use a fungicide on them now. Yeah, you'll, you'll need a, a good fungicide, and, of course, yeah. you have to watch out for the insects, too. Well, thank you so much, Mark. You are welcome. Uh, And don't fret. In a little bit, I'll tell you the things you can grow this time of year. Okay. Like the grape tomatoes. Grape tomatoes. I have zucchini, and they're going great. Yeah, zucchini now. Zucchini does well. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mark. Have a happy Father's Day. Uh, It's happy Father's Day to you, too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. I got to take a quick break. When I come back, it's going to be first Richard, then Ken. Uh, First Ken, I'm sorry, then Richard. Stand by. You're listening to Florida Gardening. Florida Gardening with Marco Van now continues on 970 WFLA. And let's get right back to the calls. I said Ken would be first. Let's get right to Ken. Hey, Ken, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you. I called a couple months ago, and you gave me some advice on how to fertilize my grapes. And, of course, they have flourished. 
since then. Really? Fact, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're already, you know, almost as big as quarters. Well, and, wonderful. Uh, yeah. It, the, the question I have is, in fact, everything is growing so much that there are several leaves and shoots and vines that have absolutely nothing to do with fruit production. My question is, is it the wrong time of year to cut those off? Well, generally speaking, you're going to cut those off after harvest. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, Some of because them go longer to the ground, you know. Well, not to the ground. I mean, if these are grapes. I mean, most grapes want to be trellised. Okay. Right. Right. So, uh, and basically, what you have is, uh, I, I look at it as a the old uh, a barbed wire fence post. You got three right. strands going across. So you got three three arms going out, and one main branch coming up the center. That, that's exactly how mine look right now. Wonderful. Yeah, but I've never had such good production as this year, and uh, that's why I call. I said, "Well, I wonder if I should get rid of that those non-productive vines." No, I, I'm sure you know. I'm sure there's people out there that know more, much more about grape growing than I do. But I've always learned that cut them back after production uh, in the fall. You cut everything off except for those new vines that that you want to train along the the, the trellis. That's it. Okay. Everything comes off at that point. Okay, that's great. Thank right. you very much, sir. You have a great weekend. You are welcome. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. And I got to take a quick break. Richard, grab a quick cup of coffee. I'll be back with you just after these messages. You're listening to Florida Gardening. Florida Gardening with Mark Govan now continues on 970 WFLA. And let's get right back to the calls. I'm going right to Richard. I told him I'd come to him first. So, Richard, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Happy Father's Day to you and Jack. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And he is, yes. I have a pygmy date palm. Okay. uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Outside, and it has mealy bug on it. Okay. That's the little white cottony bugs. That's mealy bug. That could be mealy bugs, or it could also be another insect called Olicapsis scale. 
and I'm I'm hoping you don't have that. But for a pygmy date palm, I uh, uh, usually uh, it, it could be either or. Okay. So I can give you controls for both of them. How's that? <laughs> okay. Could I just cut the fronds off? It's on about two or three fronds right now. Could I just cut those and that would, boom, it would be gone? Could I just remove those fronds from the plant? Yes, as long as those aren't the only fronds. If you have a lot of other fronds on there, remember the fronds are the food factories of your plant. And I have lots of other fronds. So yes, uh, initially you- I'll just try and... Snip those and see if that eliminates it. Snip those off, and, and if you can eliminate your problem that way, that's the easiest and most effective way uh, to get rid of the problem. Absolutely. And if that doesn't control it, what was the... The two products I want to mention to you, is the first one that you can spray with is, mal- is uh, uh, bifenthrin. That would be my first choice, bifenthrin. That's B-I-F-E-N-T-H-R-I-N. T-H-R-I-N, and that's available at the garden store? Any garden store, and don't look for a trade name, Bifenthrin. Bifenthrin is the active ingredient, and it's going to be under multiple, uh, you know, uh, high yield or southern agriculture. will all have something containing Bifenthrin for ornamental spring. Did you mention Malathion as well? I was about to mention Malathion. If you happen to have Malathion, uh, Malathion 50 it's called Malifying 50 EC. That would work too. Uh, I don't like people using the Malifying and oil because especially with the heat right now, I don't want you to burn your plant. Okay. Okay. But if you have Malifying 50 EC, that's okay. It's not an oil, It's not the oil-based product. So this is a one-time application then? One-time application with, with the bifenthrin. If it comes back, you can do a second application. If you have the capsis scale, the, the little white scale kind of looks like snow on the plant, uh, then I'm going to recommend another product called Safari, like going on an African safari. Mm-hmm. That's much, much more effective, and it's what we call a true systemic uh, product. So it goes inside the plant to kill uh, that scale as well. So I would spray it on the plant, and then obviously some would let you into the soil. As that well. is correct. Okay, but well. Safari is much, much more expensive than the bifenthrin. So I would try the, like you suggested, cutting off the uh, diseased or, or infested fronds first, and then if see where you are. If you have to spray and you only got a few of them, uh, the bifenthrin should cure your problem. Well, thank you very much, and. Uh keep on keeping on well thank you and of course again happy father's day to you too thanks so much all right you bet bye-bye and let's move on i have let's see robert robert in sun city center good morning hi mark Uh, thank you for taking my call thank you i have a grass problem i live on the uh, golf course okay and the the blue herons are eating up a section of the grass there it's it's they're obsessed with the section Okay. Just to give you an idea, it started two and a half weeks ago. It was about two feet by two feet. Okay. Today, it's about 50 feet by six feet wide. And they are nosing down into the grass and eating something. Yep. Okay. You've got grubs. Okay. <laughs> You've got grubs. Uh, that's exactly what it is. Uh, uh, I see the, the, the blue herons do that. I see those little white, I forget what they're called. 
they'll be across the entire lawn and uh, feeding, and that's that's the sign that you have grubs in in the lawn. And okay. the control measure is finding a product called Dylox, D Y L O X, Dylox. Okay. And it's a grub control product. Uh, I believe it's Dylox 2G. I believe that's what it is. And it's available at most garden centers are going to have that or a product that contains the Dylox. It's a granule. You're going to apply it. You're going to water it in with uh, uh, an inch of water, which will drive that material down to where the grubs are feeding anywhere from three to six inches or eight inches down. That's where they feed, and that's where they're doing their damage. Okay. Well, it's, it's off about 200 feet from my house, so so could I put it on and then right before I know they're going to water the lawn here? That would be great, and I would only concentrate on your lawn. You can kill them out of your lawn. Don't, don't you know, you don't have to get into uh, the golf course area there where, uh, itself, but just, you know, kill them out of your lawn. Okay. Okay, great. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Yep. Uh, Dialogue's very, very effective in grub control, so I think that'd be a great product for him. Let's go to uh, Cara. Is it? I believe it's Cara in Manatee County. Cara, good morning. Hi, Mark. Oh, first of all, happy Father's Day. And yes, Thank you. Cruises are great. <laughs> Love cruising. Best best way to spend your money and, and let someone else take care of your kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. You just sit back and relax. That's right. <laughs> um, I love your show, too. Thank you. Uh, now, we have a lot. We've planted a lot of avocado trees over the last year or so, and some of them are blooming. Uh, some of them actually have little fruit on them, not all of them. Oh, wonderful. But, all of a sudden, but some of the fruit will start. They're still small, but they just all of a sudden drop off. Okay. Why is that? Well, the tree will only hold what it can. And even larger trees, larger avocado trees, mango trees, apple trees, pear, peach, whatever, they will always continually drop certain amounts of fruit. And that could be after a rainstorm. It could be that fruit just didn't form enough uh, or, or properly. It uh, There might be too many. Uh, they might be too close together. Uh, it's a natural shedding of the fruit that the tree cannot mature. Okay, so it's not like something we're doing wrong or too much. No, the, the only thing that I would look at, uh, and it is Cara, is that, am I pronouncing Karen. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I got C-A-R-A on my screen. Sorry. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, the only thing that I would look at is as long as those fruit, the little tiny fruit that you're seeing develop, do not have black dots on the fruit. No. Well, one fell off the other day. My husband was looking at it, and he said as he's staring at it, it fell off. And we, you know, he picked it up, we're looking at it, and I know I didn't see any black dots on it. Okay, because the black dots or black spots on the fruit is a problem called anthracnose, which gets on both mangoes and avocados. And okay. if that is the problem, then what you have to do is you have to spray the tree with a product called copper hydroxide. And I mentioned that for other people that may have uh, one of those two trees that that's happening okay. to. Now, is copper hydroxide, is that like copper fungicide? No, or? it's a separate oh. product. 
It's not okay. a, it's not a regular spray copper. You have to physically look at the active ingredient on the label. Uh, copper hydroxide is a very specific type of copper that's milled very, very, very finely and spreads out much cleaner over the the, the tree when you apply it. And it's the okay. it's my it's okay. definitely a product of choice to get uh, better fruit set on both mangoes and avocado trees. Avocado trees, you only spray it after the fruit is formed. Mango trees, you spray at blossom. Oh, okay. All right. I knew the avocado was after its fruit is formed. Yes. I remember you saying that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, one other quick question. We have a lot of trees. We have pasture land. We have 30 acres, and we have some trees on it. And let's say every tree possible that could have mistletoe has mistletoe oh boy i don't think i've ever had you talk about mistletoe is there anything possible to do with it or just wait until it kills the tree no you can you can uh, oh, it's expensive or you know maybe uh, you have a handyman uh you need to have it cut out it has to be cut well, out our, these trees are huge and they're they're like a lot in the tree and it's way up you'd have to get a cherry picker and we're talking 50 trees or something oh my gosh well <sighs> That's a decision that I'm going to let you make, depending on <laughs> uh, your financial uh, uh, situation. But uh, you know, maybe the trees closest to the home that you really want to preserve, I would consider uh, getting yourself a tree surgeon or an, an arborist to come out uh, to cut the mistletoe out of the tree. Mistletoe can be a huge problem uh, uh, for people that don't know what mis- you know mistletoe. They think of uh, Christmas time. And you hang it yeah. above the door. Uh, no, not down here in Florida. Uh, in right. the middle of the winter time, when you look at the trees and all the leaves have fallen off the tree, the the balls that you see up in those trees, and they can be huge balls, six, eight, ten feet, uh, that are green. That's mistletoe. Oh yes, you yes. see it. Yes. I mean, it oh, is yes. clear as a bell to see it. Yes, and maybe well, I mean, that would be the time of year you call your tree surgeon out to take care of it because he can okay. see it much right. easier yeah. uh, and he won't damage other parts of the tree at that time. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And you'll know yeah. he did a good job when he's done because it'll all be gone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so that might be an option for you. Uh, okay. Well, thank you so much then. All right. Thank you. Okay. okay right. Have a good Father's Day. And, oh, Bye-bye. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> very nice. Uh, let's go ahead. I'm going to get Gino in here. Gino, good morning. Hey, Mark. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. You too. Yeah, mine's finally driving. She's picking me up, man. Oh, that's that's great. Well, I got five, so I got... Yeah, I know. You got a handful. Handful. You got one cigar from each. You got a week's worth. So. <laughs> what can I do anyway, for you? Man, Mark, I uh, I just put in a couple roses. I, I've planted probably 75 or 100 roses in my life. Wow. That and a 1,000. Put two in about a month ago. And they withered up and died. Now, the only thing I'm thinking is I use some black hen in my – I make cut like a little hole and uh, put in some potting soil and some uh, black cow and some other stuff. And right. these were existing spots where there were some just sickly old roses. Right. And they withered and died within days. In fact, one dropped the leaves the next day. And I just wonder if that black hen could have burned them. Cause it I could really have. Because I not a whole lot of fertilizer or anything else. Mark. It's a possibility. Uh, you know, when you pulled out your initial roses that that had been in there for some time, you didn't notice any of the thing on the roots, did you? Like, uh, I, I looked for for 
nematodes. Nematodes, yes. To be honest with you, Mark, these were two cheapo roses I got for five bucks. And I love getting those $5 plants and sure. making them thrive. Sometimes you just can't make them thrive. You know what I mean? I, I hear you. So they were just sorry roses that never really took off. And, of course, I bought some nice $22 uh, Nelson roses to replace them. Sure. And I mean, Mark, I, I potted them, and the next day one had dropped every single leaf. Yeah, uh, very surprising. So, very surprising. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they were healthy roses. They were from a good gardener over here. All I can figure is the black hen. I did not do anything differently than I've ever done before. Well, uh, I kept them wet. You know, um, I'm pretty good at roses in it. But, I mean, you know, these things just actually drooped and, and died right from the jump. So I just wonder if I can get the uh, Well, I, I do that. know that a lot of people that put roses into the ground, uh, that cheap cheaper roses, let's put it that way, uh, that are not on what we call Fortuiana rootstock, Okay, Fortuiana rootstock is uh, what we we plant uh, and graft a lot of our roses on uh, for nematode resistance. Sure, I've 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 taken it, taken the cuttings and uh, and grown it myself. It's a crazy wild looking. It's got uh, absolutely like totally stuff. different. Yes, yeah, you but know. it's kind of cool too. I you know I did enjoy it. It's a nice along a, a, a hedge or something. You don't want to get too close to it though, man. So uh, my my suggestion would be. Uh, I would relook at your soil just to make sure there's maybe even have a pH test done on the soil uh, to see what the pH is uh, in there. You should be around uh, 6 to 6.5, 5.5 to 6.5. I'd put it in there uh, for your roses and maybe add, maybe incorporate a little bit more organic matter if you can. Uh, and I would suggest a peat and perlite mixture uh, versus more of the black cow or black hand or whatever you're putting down. Well, I, I did uh, I did do that, and I also threw in some uh, ironite to kind of neutralize things too. Yeah, ironite, ironite, or or uh, cracked sulfur. Okay, okay. cracked sulfur. Uh, ironite is good, but if the pH is too high, the ironite doesn't work as as well. The cracked sulfur lowers the pH that allows your uh, other nutrients to work better. Okay, okay, okay. The thing is, these are in a bed with uh, seven eight roses each, so. Everything oh, I else is thriving, so these oh. two dying up. I mean, I, I just figured I had to put something. It must have been the black hen. I can't think of anything. That's the only thing I can think of then, yes. Yeah, because I didn't think it was that hot, and I didn't put that much in there. But, you know, eh, transplanting roses in this kind of heat, transplanting anything is right. a little bit of a roll of the dice. Well, Gino, I gotta, I'm got i way past break. But, okay, uh, man. Well, happy Father's Day. Love thank you very much. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Got to take a quick break, and here we go. Dig this, Florida Gardening with Mark Govan on 970 WFLA. And I've got a beautiful palm tree. This is a Phoenix Robolini palm from the Keep It Green Nursery and Landscaping right down there at Big Bend Road and U.S. Highway 41 in Apollo Beach. This palm, 7-gallon palm, $50 values, is going to be yours if you're the ninth caller right now. Here's my numbers, 990-9352 in Hillsborough. 461-9352 in Pinellas, and our toll-free line is 1-800-969-9352, but you got to be the ninth caller, so get in. I hope that palm is going to be yours uh, from our good friends uh, Brian Greaves down at the Keep It Green Nursery and Landscaping. So ninth caller right now. Let's see quickly if I can get Jim and Lakeland in. Jim, you got about a minute. Okay, quick question on pre-emergent. Yes, sir. 
I took out a lawn area and I'm putting in flower beds and shrub beds. And I've been putting down preen for weed and grass control. I'm getting a good weed control, but it's doing nothing to the grass that's coming up. That is correct. It only works on your broadleaf weeds. And this is in your plant beds, correct? Right. Right. If you want to keep those grassy weeds, uh, once those grassy weeds have grown up six to eight inches, you can spray right over the top of your ornamental plants with a product called Fusilade. That's F-U-S-I-L-A-D-E. Fusilade 2 is what it's called. And that you can spray right over your ornamental plants to kill the grassy type weeds. Would you spell that one? Sure. It's F. F as in Frank, U-S as in Sam, I-L-A-D-E-2, Fusilade 2. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. You are welcome. Happy Father's Day, Jim. I got to go. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Eleanor, if you stay online, I will take you after the program if you stay because you've been so patient. Uh, Remember, next week, everybody. Next uh, Saturday and Sunday over at the University of South Florida Botanical Gardens, it's going to be their uh, uh, summer plant show. I'm going to be there. I'm going to have all those beautiful plumerias out there. Going to have so much fun. Uh, So hope to see you there next Saturday and Sunday at USF. Uh, And Remember, until next week, again, uh, without plants, we wouldn't be here. Stay tuned now for Dave Purdy in the newsroom. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.